0: Minneapolis 911, what's your emergency? It's another episode of
1: Minneapolis 911. Welcome to today's show with your host, the mayor of Minneapolis After Dark, L.A. Nick. And along with him is beautiful and hilarious co-host, comedian Hesley Ray. They'll be bringing you the 411 and 911 of our beloved city.
2: And we're back another week of Minneapolis 911. I'm Ellie Nick with my co-host Hesley Ray.
3: Here we are. It is another week. Uh, Vikings are doing really well. Let's yeah, Vikings. Update yeah. us on that. We're eight to two. Well, I,
2: you know, I live right there, so that parade of people by my house. So I couldn't sleep to the end today because it was an early Poor game. Poor Nick. They're yeah. out there hooting and hollering.
3: They start drinking at like But 7 I did notice,
2: I did notice the mess when I left my house tonight. <laughs> All the way down the street. Yeah. A solid not the mess. Cleanest Just bunch. Beer cans and garbage and
3: but we won. So
2: And I'm thinking, look at that garbage now. What's Super Bowl gonna be like? It's gonna be like oh. two feet thick of garbage. You'll
3: Open your door and swim through it. Yeah. I don't think so, I'm gonna open my door. Uh you were telling me that we had a bad weekend and I didn't know about this, but there were four shootings on, or four like no, actual was, hits. There
2: wasn't four shootings. It was four people shot. Four there people was shot on, hundreds on Friday. Hundreds of shootings. Okay,
3: <laughs> so four people actually got shot on Friday night, from what you heard on your scanner, yep. creepy scanner listening, and we have all
2: the calls today. Okay. We'll be playing the 911 calls. All right, right.
3: and then you told me that there was a Carver County man. Um, and I didn't know about well, this But apparently it's everywhere
2: I just found out about the story because I know somebody who knows the guy And said he's the nicest guy in the world And it was very out of character Of what happened So this guy and his girlfriend I guess were having a, a little dispute And she did, he wanted to leave And she didn't want him to leave So he jumped in his pickup truck She jumped in the back of the pickup truck And he took off and slammed on his brake a couple times Just to slide her around to get her out of the back of the pickup truck. Slider. Well, she finally got out of the back of the pickup truck, and then she went and stood in front of the, his truck, and he ran her over. And killed her. And killed so her, yes. So yeah.
3: that's, I mean, that's a sad story. I guess her 8-year-old daughter was, like, the yeah. main witness to all this. And that's just, I mean, that's just really sad. You can find that story on Star Tribune. Um, you can find it everywhere. It's national news. Yeah, I guess that's... Yeah. But, I mean, I got... Uh, I have a problem. Like uh, I'm always trying to censor, not censor myself, because this is an opinion show. You know, like we we share our opinions. If a guy,
2: if he trying to fight, get rid of her.
3: yeah. If you're having a fight in a relationship, Mission like like never. <laughs> oh my right. god, never. Like if somebody's trying to leave, let them go. I yeah, mean, isn't that leave. just a rule of thumb? I he had just, another friend. He, he
2: was trying to leave.
3: Yeah, I had another friend um, who, I've got to say we've got uh, this week too, this is a part two, we've got Gabe Noah here, he's a comedian, uh, host and creator of Profession Confession. Um, You can find that anywhere, just Google Profession Confession, it's awesome, I'm addicted to this podcast, you have to listen to it. And then Tevin Pittman, his producer, um, also awesome guy, he is here tonight as well. so Gabe, I have to tell you that we have a friend in common who told me this story that he was he was having a a dispute, not a, not a domestic like fighting, but they were verbally fighting um, with his girlfriend and he was trying to go and she wouldn't let him leave and like she locked him <laughs> in like somehow locked him in or he like locked himself in the bathroom some some way like he's locked into their apartment. And he's just trying to leave. He's just like, just let me go. Just let me get out. And she ends up calling the cops on him. And the end result is they made him leave. And so yeah, <laughs> it was funny because he was like, that's what I was trying to do the whole time. Like, I was trying to leave this whole <laughs> time. <laughs> but I'm just like, I'm thinking in this situation, you know, they're screaming and fighting the story said that you know that they had gone to the movies as a family like he had a son in the back of the cab of the truck too
4: he had a son in the cab. He had
3: a son in the back. And then, like, he drops the girlfriend and her daughter off, apparently, at her house. And he's just like, you know what? I don't want to do this. Like They had been fighting the whole These day. are
4: white people,
2: right? I they mean, there's just no
4: question. I'm assuming. Yeah, this yep. is a white It's a pickup thing. truck. Like, yeah.
2: So
3: somebody I know... Carver I, County pickup truck. Well, somebody truck, I white. know has...
2: This guy took, had horses. And somebody I know's son... Brings he brings his son by there, and the guy lets the son play with the horses and teach, teaches him about horses. Right. And the guy said he's just the nicest guy in the world. Right. But when domestic Almost violence yeah. comes in, anything can snap. So he's he's it really charged with domestic. Course, domestic yeah. really pushes people over the edge to the a limit that nothing else does.
3: Right. I mean, he's charged now with three um, three different felonies and nicest guy in the world or not like they're saying that you know he he just wasn't helping like he's not the one who called 9 one
4: I'd say technically he's just not the nicest guy in the world because he ran a woman over with <laughs> right. a truck that but just, just disqualifies
2: and, and they said he was intoxicated yes
3: he had like a beer bottle he had beer bottles in, his in his pocket I've been drunk pocket. before yeah I mean we've all been <laughs> drunk before I and so like Yeah, I mean, he should be probably held accountable for this. Oh, he's
2: going to be held accountable.
3: At the same time, (laughs) like, I've been in verbal arguments with my husband. And, like, when he hits a point where he's like, I got, you have to leave me alone. Like, I leave him alone. And, like, you know, I mean, that doesn't happen often. But we, you know, like, I think every couple has gotten into an argument where, I mean, can you relate to this at all, Gabe? So,
4: like, I know with my wife, we've never had any, like, a big thing where I had to lock myself in the bath and where she (laughs) trapped. But we have been in a uh, 10-year grudge match where she's trapped me for life with a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Which, in a way, is more diabolical than than anything. She's a
3: smart cookie. She's smart, yeah, yeah. She's tough to beat. Yes. So, I don't know. I guess, like, I, I don't want a victim shame here, but I just, I feel like she shouldn't, like, just never jump into, I, I mean, don't follow this, somebody it, who's trying to get away most, from you.
4: The most cynical thing in the world, and I'm, I must be in a cynical mood, but there's nights where you hear that and you sympathize and go, anyone can have a bad night. And then there's stuff where you hear like this where you go, your kids are in the truck and right. you're still... Florida to go, like you just go. You're just—it's a white trash thing. Yeah, that's how I view it, and it's a gross thing to Mm -hmm. say. I, you know, especially. But I am white trash, so. But is there a
2: possibility it was a total accident? No. That he didn't even see her there.
4: No, not if he was shaking around in the back beforehand. But But she jumped out right in the front. Um, but she, I bet I she was know. screaming like a banshee yeah, the entire yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. I have no yep. doubt he knew exactly <laughs> she where like she was. She was
3: like silently right. creeping around his truck. <laughs> right. Yeah, tiptoeing
4: like, like a ninja. To <laughs> yeah. <the front laughs> <of the truck. laughs>
3: right. So I don't know. I mean that that story is very sad. It's a sad and story. I, anyway, I don't want to sound like you know just crass about it, but I was just like, oh, stay in your house. Like let the drunker guy go like call 9 9- she really wanted to hurt him she should have called nine one one and said he's got his son on the back and he's drinking
4: right but she doesn't it's personal uh-huh. and that's what it was right and that's and she why was, and
2: she was the aggressor
4: yes initially mm-hmm. well then he was the ultimate alter- <laughs> yes he won yeah up there he end. won yeah. <laughs> he Wait, won in the end well he had a car yeah check me truck uh. yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, so I wanted to pick up where we left off last week because I was surprised at how much more like I wanted from <laughs> Tevin and well, Gabe. <laughs>
5: we usually <laughs> leave people satisfied. <laughs> 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 I, want to I think
3: that you know where my main interest was peaked. It's twofold. One is the show itself. Um, you know, it, like every time you have a podcast, it's a different confession. Profession, which I think is is just amazing, and like I totally want to support you know everyone listening to this uh, podcast. The other thing is um, we started talking about your heroin addiction. Nick can relate as he had been dick- addicted to I don't know what did you call it free basing cocaine. Just free basing cocaine. Okay, um, and right now that's what it's called. Our <laughs> it's not what right. I call it. No, I'm <laughs> <He> sorry. You didn't invent it. What did you do? I wish I did invent it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, my naivete just showed itself, which is fine. But um, I wanted to know a couple things from Gabe, in particular, with with the heroin addiction and with there an epidemic being uh, happening right now. First of all, how did you? And your addiction, like, how are you addiction-free right now?
4: I, um, I cheated, which is I totally crashed into a wall, as far as just everything in your life. You're mm-hmm. broke. You have nowhere to go. You just you're out of options. You've lied to everyone four or five times. You have no option. So I finally just surrendered and called my parents, mm-hmm. like a, a, a soft boy, and they uh, flew out to see me, and we had a horrible scene where I told her. That I was a heroin addict, mm-hmm. to which I had been talking for a half an hour. This is a, like a bit I do where I, I talk about. I was talking for half an hour, telling her, and she was stunned, not saying anything at mm-hmm. all. And I said, Well, mom, it's your turn to talk. I haven't, you know, I'm done. And her eyes scanned my apartment, which is just like squalor. It's mm-hmm. nothing. And then she looked at me and said, But where's your furniture? And I said, Well, <laughs> I was a heroin addict. Sold it all for heroin. Were you listening to the story at all? <laughs> to which he said, but even Jeffrey Dahmer has furniture. <laughs> which is true. <laughs> at least he has a table.
3: Oh To eat the people
4: he murdered on, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you
3: so, very much. <laughs> it sounds like a really mom-ish thing to say, though, like... like that sounds totally like what something my mom would say um my my next question well how many years have you been free from your
4: free from the i was uh i was (laughs) imprisoned and the warden was dr feelgood Mm -hmm. um no i was 2008 okay so quite a while congratulations a couple of hiccups but whatever
3: um and then when you're doing the show and you've got people who are drug dealers or, you know, who are, I mean, are you ever tempted, like, after the show to be like, no, I? never? No, never.
4: The, I'd say the closest you get to tempted is when you see, like, a movie like Blow. Yeah, and you see people like Buy having drinks. a really fun time and doing blow and like with shit, mm-hmm. and it's like, God, ah, that looks fun, and yeah. all like the like my heart rate quickens from that. Yeah, okay. I think movies, but, yeah.
2: movies are the most. To get yeah. you back in the day,
4: I think so. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, I mean, once, once you're done,
4: you're you're pretty much done. It it it's heroin. It's not in front of me all. You know, like I thank God I'm not an alcoholic, where you have to see it all the time, or you know things like that. It's you get. Everyone's a little bit of a cheat because it's not in front of you. It's easy to find, but.
3: But you do have to, like, make that up. It's not that you, you have walk to go down luck. to the
2: liquor store on the corner. Well, or, in this yeah. town, you just walk down Hennepin. And yeah, that's like, well, true. I, mean, I, get okay. four, I get it four times a day. Hey, you want to buy some age? I guess. Really? Oh, yeah.
3: Because you look like
2: you yeah. are probably no, <laughs> eating it. I mean, if you <laughs> walked down Hennepin daily, I walked down Hennepin every day.
4: Yeah. So. Yeah, you know. I mean, um, I've been hit up and offered Coke. On Hennepin but never, yeah, never no, co- heroin
2: now it's it's mostly I don't I don't hear coke ever anymore it's either weed heroin and once in a great while you'll get
4: uh, my favorite fruit. coke um, conspiracy thing or trick going on in Hennepin is you know trick. the Auggies trick like around Augie's I'm not saying Augie's the business is behind this right fifth Street. yeah yeah the that like the, like the like gang it, of station. guys who sell fake coke and then they basically sell you a fake bag and then you go around a corner and you try it. And they're like, this is fake. And you go back and that guy has left and another, another gang member has replaced. I, like they must turn out three grand a night or something like that doing it. I love it.
3: That's pretty mean. They've
4: been doing it forever.
3: But oh, I know. Forever.
4: It's a never-ending stream of dudes. Never-ending. <laughs> it's amazing.
3: All right. So we will we'll be back with more uh, with Gabe Noah and Tevin Pittman, Profession Confession. Um, and Ellie, Nick, and myself—we've got a lot to talk about. 911 calls coming up as well. we'll we will, we will, we will be right back with more Minneapolis
2: 911.com.
1: Oh, Betty, your remodel looks great. The dining room floor, the gorgeous plush carpet in the living room. Oh, and those kitchen counters are so perfect. I'm so jealous. I want this in my house. Linda, you can. It's easy. I just called Cap Carpet and Flooring and got a free in-home estimate. Then took my ideas to the showroom and Cap's excellent design staff went to work, helping me pick out the perfect style fabrics and colors. They really made my ideas come to life. At Cap Carpet and Flooring, we listen to your ideas. And from design concept to Cap's professional installation, Cap makes it easy for your design vision to come to life. Whether it's a remodel or a new home design, Cap helps our customers find the best products for their lifestyle hey linda where are you off to Well, oh, i'm off to cap flooring and carpet i got great ideas for my guest room hey wait for me cap carpet and flooring in new brighton stop in or call for an appointment today 651-636-2617 651-636-2617 cap carpet and flooring where design becomes you tired of the big box store hello is anybody out there Had it with mom and pop hardware stores?
0: OMG, it was just here last week.
1: Want something just right? That's Byswingers, your local, larger neighborhood hardware store. At Byswingers, we have it all. Power equipment, outdoor living, hardware, a place where neighbors help neighbors complete that backyard renovation, paint your home, or just let you know what food that cardinal in your tree wants for supper. Byswingers, your local, larger neighborhood hardware store with more. 35 West North to County Road 96, exit 28A in New Brighton.
3: And we are back with Minneapolis911.com. I'm Hesley Ray with LA Nick, and we have Gabe Noah and Tevin Pittman with Profession Confession with us again on the show. This is a two-part series, so please listen to part one as well. Um, I want to welcome you guys back again, so thank you. Sorry, thank you studio. very much.
2: Sorry our studio is so hot today. It's,
3: it's warm in here. Um, so it's hot i'd I'm like to kind of jump right back into this if that's okay with you guys um you're doing the show tevin i did have a question for you uh working with gabe noah because i know gabe noah through the comedy circuit i think he's a hilarious comedian you know like i'm always pleased when he does my show <laughs> <Tevin> <laughs> doesn't <laughs> think that <but.
4: laughs>
3: um no like he you know my tuesday night comedy show case when i uh, had him on that show. I'm always like excited because he's a he's a big deal in Minneapolis, right? As far as his comedy goes, what is it like to work with him on a structured like environment? Because I mean, obviously, you've got to kind of keep the you're producing and You've got to keep the momentum yeah, you, going. What is it like working with Gabe? And like, what is your chief complaint?
5: Ooh, chief, I'm I don't know if I can this. narrow it down to, yeah. to <laughs> one. No, you get it's interesting to see the kind of the mind of a comedian and how. He'll pull stuff out of left field where we'll start talking about one thing, and two minutes later, now we've all of a sudden got this great idea. And I mean, the comedians, I mean, he were up at sometimes 2 a.m., texting back and forth some great idea that we'd want to make sure we get down on paper before we go to bed or whatever else. And so it's its a lot of fun. Tim and I sleep together. We sleep, <laughs> well, I mean, separate beds, but they're pushed up next to mm-hmm. each other, two twin <laughs> mattresses. <managers. Right>. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we this whole idea kind of birth we were in uh we we're building the green room at the house of comedy and started talking about this and
4: god is that where yeah i we remember were, that yeah
5: yeah building the green room he's the one know. who
4: made it go like i had the idea but he really is the one who made it completely go and we built it together and so it is a team effort
3: so it doesn't sound like you really have a complaint
4: no there's not oh he's twice. got complaints
5: oh actually i'll say this I'm late he's there. late Everywhere we go, yeah. yeah. Like late, he'll text me and say, "Oh, I'm running a little bit late." And I was like, "That well, happened tonight. Nine thirty right. at the latest." I was, yeah, I, don't, I usually don't show up about fifteen minutes until after he says he's going to be there.
4: Yeah, yeah. I've had that in minutes. sixth grade. I'm the blackest <laughs> guy they in this county.
3: They say that like chronically late people are very intelligent, though. Well, well, I mean, think he's is... the
2: brightest person I've ever met. <laughs> 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 well, I'm, I'm always early for everything like an hour then
3: you must be really dumb
2: I am I'm like an hour (laughs) early for everything
3: you are really early but I I just wondered if you hung out at the bar all the time and that was why like because I would show up for our show and you know there's a bar downstairs and you do that well there's a bar I
2: usually show up early yeah do you drink? Yeah, I you do. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that.
4: What? Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I really didn't know. I that.
3: didn't oh, yeah. know that you like said that publicly. I thought you—you're one of the rare
4: guys yeah. like me who stopped mm-hmm. doing drugs but also drinks. But but I never. I,
2: I was but wondering about that. How but I, does but that I, but work? But I, but I didn't drink
4: before. It doesn't. I didn't drink when <laughs> I did drugs. <laughs> oh, Okay, well whatever. So it's still not, drinking not. No, but I, did, I really after. didn't. I mean, I never drank when I did drugs either because I am spending all my money on heroin. and
2: and I have a rule of no alcohol in my home. Yeah Period So there's no booze in my house So I have to make an effort And spend money to drink Right So it, so it keeps you least You don't drink too much
4: A- Absolutely and, and, and I live
2: I live downtown Where drinks are 12 bucks Right absolutely. So you know.
3: Okay but Gabe Like obviously I mean you've been through rehab No you ha- you haven't. No. I've
4: have not been through rehab. Really? Neither no, of us have. That's withdrawal. what that's what I had my parents. I've been through withdrawal multiple times. We yeah. talked about this last time. Mm-hmm. We didn't do I the didn't rehab thing. I know
3: though. that you guys didn't do any form of rehab. Okay. No. Nope, no
4: program. Form of it. No and that, and
3: psychiatrist, no therapist, no.
4: I went to a therapist when I had a r- Yes, I went to a therapist. Okay. And um but we were off of the topic very shortly. It like Really? Okay. It's pretty fucking, or pretty simple. Like, uh-huh. Can we swear? I, uh, I yeah. I edit okay. yeah, It's out. Right. Yeah. It's pretty simple. It's uh, when I'm doing heroin, my life is bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> and when I'm not, it's good, you know? Right. So it's not, there's nothing to solve, really. Everyone knows the fundamentals. Everyone knows the shit you're supposed to do. It's just you have the will or the, you know, whatever to not do it. Right. And I don't even try to, bri- like, I really don't try to talk about this a lot uh-huh. because, I don't believe I'm some great, uh, whatever, example. example of cleaning mm-hmm. up at all. I mean, you could, f- if my wife, you know, fucked heaven or something like that. I could just, I'd be on the needle the next day. But
2: let me ask right. you a question. Was the first year.
4: Because I don't like black guys. Right. <laughs> right. Was first, your first
2: year of, of doing dope? Was, do you consider like was it a good year
4: absolutely yeah. it was a great year <laughs> there you go it so was...
2: I remember the for the first year like I remember the first time freebasing the very first time and I told the guys, you know what take this away I don't want anything to do with it because I literally did a big old hit and we got a head ringer and it went right to my crotch and I was like holy shit like you feel it like... you
4: make me want to do it now yeah so what I was, a salesman it, it was
2: like like holy shit and I go, what do you so, mean
3: it went to your crotch you get it, hard
2: oh it goes right to your crotch yeah
3: gross so, that's disgusting. So, so you're so like pervert I, So drugs, I told the guy, I said, take this thing away.
2: So I, I didn't do it again. So the next night, I dreamt about it. I dreamt about it again. Then you so had I a wet dream, dream I dreamt about, about it. it every day until I called the guy out and said, hey, come show me how to do that again. So he came over and bought an eight ball, and he showed me how to cook it in the microwave. And then I became like the pro. Yeah. And uh, one, but yeah, that
4: first year was awesome, though. So, so you just, you... Cooked it up into rocks, like I mean, like crack. I mean, it's crack, right?
2: Well, it is. It is. It is, and it's not. Crack has another ingredient called blow up. You put in it to get air infiltration, so it's like a little air bubbles, so pockets. Is that air. the baking
4: soda? Oh, no, no baking base?
2: soda. You put in all of it. Okay. Yeah, but it has another stuff called blow up, so it makes it aerated, so it looks bigger than it is. That way, when you do a hit, you want another one right away because there's nothing in it. But mm-hmm. Freebase is solid. Like, if you Google cocaine hockey pucks, it's a story about me. My stuff was solid as a rock. You could play hockey with it. Like, literally, I would cook it in beer pint glasses, and you could flip them out and literally play hockey with that puck. Huh. That's was, how this is a solid, hockey, so. That's how clear okay. it was.
3: So it's if good. I can kind of turn the subject back to <laughs> where we were. Yeah, if we could turn it right <laughs> back. Well, I, I, just want, I just wanted to
2: make sure that everybody's first year is, is the same. It's, it's a great first Amazing.
4: year. Okay. Okay. Amazing. Amazingly fun. A this formidable probably
3: yeah. not like, where I wanted it, this to go, though, because like, – you're making it sound really cool. No, for it, a year. I call
2: it the big lie. It's the big it, lie. It's it a is. big lie for one year. I okay. would never
4: endorse it for a real. You are absolutely. My life was a four-year car crash after that. Yes, mm-hmm. like the first year is great,
2: and it's a big lie.
4: Beyond horrible. Truly wish I never did. So don't okay. get that. So out.
3: so right now there is this epidemic going on. You're saying that you don't want to be held up as like this, you know, great example of of being free from your addiction or you Mm -hmm. know like this is not your entire story and it it, you know and it doesn't really have a ton to do with your podcast except for you did get into it in the podcast um
4: Um, it does get in i i I would say it is it's the main uh unifying factor in my podcast because the reason i want to do it is because of those years as a junkie meeting all these people who are You know, who society deems as very unsavory or very horrible people. I found them really interesting and Mm love talking to them. And I love their stories. And that truly is why I wanted to do it. So you're very astute, Hesley Ray. Thank you. That is why.
3: Okay. So do we have a couple more clips from Profession Confession? Because I think this would be a great time to get back into the podcast itself. And then if we can kind of flip back and forth between your story and that, I think that that would be really interesting for me just personally um, knowing you and and okay. and with the epidemic going on i guess that's the undercurrent of all of this is i would really like the three of you to give me your insight on, on what a solution is kratom
4: know? kratom 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 and they're going to try to no kratom k r a t o m it's okay. a it is an herbal cure okay for it it basically reacts of them in with a crate? your brain <laughs> It reacts <laughs> like with your brain days. like like opiates do. If there's any addicts out here, pill people, whatever, and you want to get off, go get kratom at a head shop for twenty bucks. You will not have withdrawal symptoms. You can ease yourself down. And the um, FDA is going to make it illegal so that Pfizer can own the patent on it and then sell it. They're going to make it illegal. That's the most fucking crooked, evil thing going on in our country right Interesting. now. Interesting.
3: The drug so, drug, really. drug, yeah, so right now, drug it's cultures. not illegal.
4: So right now, they did a stay on it. Basically, it was going to be illegal. Okay. They got such an uprising, and I really believe enough police or whoever got in the ears of lawmakers to say, if you guys do this, and I mean, th- this is not um, hyperbole or I'm not blowing this up at all. If they make that illegal, you are releasing... A million addicts back into the street Mm -hmm. who are going to go to hard drugs and going to start creating, start, you know, committing crimes, doing all that stuff. It's one of the biggest social issues besides the net neutrality thing that no one's talking about.
3: Okay. Very interesting. So, are we listening to a clip or did you give this? Okay, let's listen to a clip and then let's get back on this.
6: that's why she was out here trying to pull her body out and everything Mm -hmm. and she's got a great mind she's Mm -hmm. got a great mind she's young she was 15 I took her from a pimp was beating her ass in the alley Mm -hmm. yeah and I didn't understand it I said what is Me, me and Chico was coming through the alley driving And he's down there beating her, pow, pow, backhanding her, hitting her with his fist. Chico said, you see that? I said, yeah, I see that. Let's get out of the car. We got out of the car. (laughs) Took care of him? Oh, we took care of him. (laughs) We
4: whooped that ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we whooped that ass. Like, did you carry, like, weapons and shit then? No,
6: we had a piece, but the point is, 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 we whooped that ass because we took her. Back, you know, we took her and said, what's up with this? You want to be with something like that? What's up? And she said, no, no, no. And said, you want to be with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, get in the car. You know, and... Uh,
3: so this is a pimp who took a 15-year-old <laughs> from another pimp.
4: Yes, and okay. so this is... This episode was really kind of amazing to me because... So it's a pimp and you kinda go you know, piece of shit. You just wanna dismiss anyone who's a pimp as a piece of shit.
3: Did he look like Kramer when Kramer was walking around? He
4: looked nothing the... like Kramer. <laughs>
3: okay. Just he looked I uh think.
4: uh well whatever. He um <laughs> the first story out of the gate I asked him why he you know, how he became a pimp and he told a story that brought tears to my eyes like truly welled oh. up with tears because he was absolutely destitute. Living with his mom and his brother, and they had nowhere. You know, they had no heat. Had the oven open, kind of thing. He started stealing bikes. Fell in love with a girl. A pimp started to get after her. He started going. You know, why are you with that pimp? And she's like, Well, I just think it's the only way for us to get an apartment, for us to be together. Maybe I should do this. And he's like, No. And he like he in the studio was like, had tears in his eye. Like he's like, No, no, I'll I'll get money for us. All whatever. So then. They start going together. He's 18 years old, 17. She leaves, is with the pimp again, and the pimp ended up stabbing her to death.
3: Oh, my God. All right. Well, let's stay tuned for more of Gabe Noah' profession <laughs> confession. Weird note to <laughs> leave you off on, but yeah. hopefully you stay tuned. <laughs> There's more to the story. There's more to the story, and we've got more with 911 dispatch calls on the way. This is Minneapolis911.com. <laughs>
1: It's about higher standards. It's about lower prices. It's about time. A car dealer treats you the way you want to be treated. Welcome to Star Auto and Truck Sales in Ramsey, 7009 West Highway 10. At Star Auto and Truck Sales, it's about never having a dissatisfied customer. The Star philosophy means taking care of you before and after the sale. Higher standards, lower prices, and value start at Star Auto and Truck Sales. Use keyword Star on the station's website for more details or at StarAutoAndTruckSales.com. Look down the street. It's a car. It's it's a truck. No, it's Super Shuttle. Super Shuttle, the blue and yellow vans that pick you up from your office or home. Super Shuttle to the airport, corporate office, or a night on the town. Super Shuttle picks you up and takes you there. No more hassling with luggage or airport parking. Eliminate the expense of taxis, the traffic jam, or that creepy guy on the bus. Call Super Shuttle today. 1-800-BLUE-VAN. That's 1-800-BLUE-VAN. Super Shuttle will pick you up and take you
2: there. You're listening to Minneapolis 911. We'll be back in a moment.
0: You want great hair?
6: Join the Evolution.
0: Evolution Salon, the Twin Cities only Lanza Concept Salon. You want great hair?
1: Join the evolution.
0: Evolution Salon has everyday styles, event cuts, color, foils, makeup services, hip, cool and oh so stylish. Delivered by the area's top hairstylists that will make you look like a runway model. Finish off the look with great products exclusively from Lanza. You want great hair?
6: Join the evolution
0: and experience hair culture at Lynn Lake in South Minneapolis. Hey.
2: And we're back, minneapolis 91com I'm Molly Nick with Hesley Wright.
3: We've got Gabe Noah and Tevin Pittman with Profession Confession in the studio tonight. Um, and let's finish off with that story. <laughs> so there
4: we were. No, so <laughs> basically the guy is telling this very impassioned story about this girl he fell in love with and he's young and he had nothing. And she was trying to get them money. They lived in such an area that it's like, there's no way f- else for me to get money than prostitute myself. So she ends up going with this pimp. The pimp stabs her to death. He gets the news. He runs to the crime scene. There's blood. There's all the stuff there. And he breaks down crying. And he's telling it very, like, like he's too, <laughs> too dumb to lie, you know? So yeah. he's just telling it. Very, he's very in it. And then it just when I'm about, I mean, truly eyes welling up with tears... And he's like, and I was just sitting in her body. And she's dead. And I was just like, I'm going to start pimping. <laughs> and the <this laughs> next thing was that. I was like, what?
3: <laughs> and it's like he had to
4: laugh defensively. But yeah. it, in his mind, he was sa- like he wanted to do it to save these girls. They're already going to be doing this. So he starts explaining the difference between a gorilla uh, pimp versus a right. sweet pimp. And he's a sweet pimp. I think he's a in nice a guy. In a
3: way, like I can, I can understand the skewed logic given his circumstances. Like, if you, I mean, I, I get it. It's insane, but like, if you, you know, you met I him, get he'd it. He'd be
4: pimping you in two weeks.
3: If I met him, <laughs> <laughs> she, he I, might, one might, week.
2: Could, one week. he might have. Yeah, he might. <laughs> <laughs> <Her>, he <laughs> might have happened.
3: Um, I love my sweet pimp. Yeah. He's great, <laughs> Nick. You so. uh,
4: you must have a pimp story. There must be one that you know. You know
2: what? I I I had some pimps in L. A. that I knew, and they were like the, the 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 actual movie type pimps. that you seen with the fur coats, and the big brim hats? Like they're like actually Kramer. walking around Hollywood Boulevard. Yes, this like. guy was used to
4: be that. He was more busted down pimp now Now, (laughs) he's on the back there is
2: one there is one now in downtown Minneapolis with the fur coat and the big brim hat
4: really yeah yeah. do you know his name I don't
2: I don't I (laughs) I gotta find him I don't know his name but I see him every now and then
4: yeah uh, Tevin and I were gonna go to Chicago Avenue uh, uh, Chicago and Lake and go walk out with Mike's and go interview the prostitutes and the pimps there We'll see yeah, how just that a works casual out.
2: stroll some night and mm-hmm. see what yeah, we can find. Yeah, I think I that's
4: would,
3: a good idea. I would bring and
4: armed bodyguards. <laughs> Do you know
3: <laughs> that Chicago Lake liquor store right there yep. um, has the cheapest Jameson you can find anywhere in the city? Oh so if my you God. like Jameson, get it there. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> well,
5: <laughs> and there's some shady people that hang out at that.
3: <laughs> they always have store. A, secu- a security guard yeah. there. Yeah. So.
2: Cheapest furniture and tire places, too. You whoa, have any whoa, tires whoa. In your car cheapest
4: furniture oh yeah Wait, let's just get a down to slumberland now. furniture bub that's where I work at <laughs> two days a week at the, slumberland this is the cheapest furniture all right so okay. we've got we've got <laughs> another
3: clip from profession confession uh let's listen to this Should one. we set it up therapist
4: so this is this is maybe my pet favorite one because it was when we finally got an audience and she reached out to us and she risked her career to do this and she has a she had a job that she was a therapist in prison for rapists and child molesters so okay. she's hearing what they are thinking it sounds like the darkest episode and we laughed our asses off the whole time she was great <laughs> okay yeah weird weird things would happen
3: you
0: know bizarre things where you would be in a situation and you're like this isn't right um, particularly where I would you know, I have a guy who comes in and he has a uh his fantasy script. So they would write a fantasy script and I, they would bring it to no, me and I those
4: would <laughs> I send him into <laughs> penthouse every you know.
0: I would
1: read them and um then we would go over them and they're supposed to be arousing. They're supposed to be arousing enough that you would get an erection and be able to masturbate and you're I'm having you read the, it to me in an individual session in oh, my yeah. office alone and we meet with them alone. Um and so that would be really uncomfortable at times. Hmm.
3: I Did we just cut? That was it? Okay. So that does sound really creepy.
4: It, <laughs> I it,
3: mean like so would they get hard in front of her? So doing there this? was or, like,
4: <laughs> Basically what she was saying there is that they do masturbation journals. <laughs> where they write about what they masturbate to and read it to her. And they're pedophiles. That sounds oh, no.
3: weird. Like, it it is. Be aggressor. Okay. And she'd
4: talk about all those things, and it's about parsing through it. But she even talked about their treatments. Like, for instance, if you ever see someone sniff a little vial of, of a necklace, mm-hmm. it's not always Coke, sometimes it's um, rotted meat. And when a pedophile is excited by a child, they're trained to sniff the rotted meat is because they're trying to create an association in their brain that's a negative one. Oh. And it's weird. Just there's actually
2: there's it. actually a device that now they can hit to shock themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like a watch and you hit a button and it shocks them. Like the, the
3: Pavlov Yeah, shock. they have a sleeve on okay. their
4: penis that measures their uh, if they're engorged too. And, and they'll it actually them? see where they're at and yeah. I mean, it's it's bananas hearing this stuff.
3: That's so weird. And it seems like like my perverted mind just made that into like what if, like, somebody got addicted to the sleeve, and they're like, they liked the shock, you know? Like, it's, it's better that than children. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, so, so, what else did she have? I mean, she.
4: Oh, she had, and then there was like really funny stuff too. But just asking her questions, like, you know, are pedophiles all made by being molested, and then they turn that way, or does it, you know, what the percentages are, and her take on it and you know it was it was really like it seemed pretty emphatic that they're not just made that y- you know you can have a great that childhood they're... never touched and you know it's i can't remember the number so i don't want to uh, screw it up but it was enough to where it wasn't you know half and half right and yeah.
2: um i'll tell you what she does have, she does a crappy job
4: <laughs> oh <gee. laughs> I no, no, God! Thank you all, man. No.
5: and as and as much as it sucks and it's very dark content, the, I think we had one of our funniest moments, or most revealing, with her, where the staff and the other therapists they had a like I guess a fuck one, marry one, kill one, like type of game that they would play, where they would say if you had to have one of the inmates deliver your baby because she was pregnant for a while while she was there as well, um, if you had to have one inmate deliver your baby here, like who would you be? And so she like she had that person like hypothetically picked out um, yeah they all like made a game out of
2: Yeah, I think I think being around that all the time has to change your
4: perspective of human beings and your perspective of life and I think maybe even mess you up a little bit she was more actually I was shocked because she she felt it was a calling to try to do this but she was not sympathetic at all no I think she's a little
2: messed up too her her overall
4: take was like um, I don't know if these guys can be cured you yeah. know, basically, yeah. like, it was a very negative... Uh,
2: Wouldn't take. you just
3: walk around in regular life, to your point, and just be looking at everyone, like, probably a sick bastard, you know, like, just...
4: And she was emphatic. Like, that was one of the things that I asked her is, when I think of a pedophile, I don't know about you guys. I think of uh, like of whatever a sweatshirt tucked into khakis with no belt. Like a, yeah, you know, like like, a, like you look at him, like and you go, of course he's a pedophile.
3: White older guy with like two thick glasses. Exactly. And yeah, yeah, Always yeah, yeah, yeah. someone
4: you go, well, he he doesn't have a choice, kind of thing. He do- and He <laughs> doesn't have a choice. And she, in a way, said <laughs> that's absolutely how a lot of them happen. Is that they're so afraid of women, and they get beaten into the shell, and they get you know where they can only feel confident around kids like because that they and have it the becomes a st- i think there's okay. and there's, then there's the
2: opposite then there's the the very uh, powerful guys that want to feel powerful and
4: exactly and she said like i said have you ever met a good looking charismatic pedophile she goes absolutely yeah, they're, yeah. Ew. Well, yes, yes. Uh. so they come in all forms i mean that was clear she had a funny one where she was sitting with a rape group this is that's a great setup to a, a funny ra- story group? so she's sitting in group with a bunch of rapists and then she leaves, and she's done. And she thought they were acting weird. And she got back to her office, and one of her coworkers said, "Did you just come from your rape group?" And she said, "Yeah." And she goes, "Oh, honey." And she looked, and her dress was zipped down the whole side, <gasps> oh, all the it, like the zipper no. had fallen down, and she had like lacy underwear on. <laughs> so they're all probably thinking. She's, like, testing them or something, the final test. (laughs) (laughs) But she's like, you just feel...
2: Oh, that's I would not want that job for a million million dollars.
4: No.
3: No. I think I I would, just because I'm fascinated by the human mind and, like, what, what makes people...
2: No, nope, just just volu- I volunteered at HCMC for a year, and just doing that in the trauma department changed my perspective on human beings. And I was going home. I think I went into the d- depression; like it was depressing.
4: Uh, I, one of the main people I want to talk to. The reason this show started was my friend's wife is an ER surgeon, and basically hearing her stories yeah, every it's depressing, time. And I want man. one of them on and the you're show. You bring it home. You bring it home. Yeah
2: you bring it home you can't our not. paramedic
4: episode that guy oh, had no, a that's he's worst. watched 100 people die that's the worst and how oh. many try to give them uh, give him their last words we and have, he we does have, not want one of it. our
2: clips tonight is somebody giving, giving the guy CPR that just got shot like I would not want to do that job man.
4: no no right. paramedic no
3: Ugh. well we'll be coming back with 911 dispatch calls and more with Gabe Noah and Tevin Pittman in the studio tonight We're Minneapolis 911
2: dot com
1: I'm Bob Sansevier, and I would like to invite all Minneapolis 911 listeners to also listen to The B.S. Show. We have new shows every Monday through Friday. We offer a great lineup of guests as well as entertainment, information, and a lot of fun. You can check out The B.S. Show on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, or at our website at thebsshow.net. On the air with Ricky Rocket. Ricky, you just finished your farewell tour. What's next for the Rocket? The answer is simply. What? Simply self-storage. They've got it all. Both traditional storage for my and equipment to climate control to help control extreme temperatures, dust, and humidity for my famous guitars, and talk about safety and convenience. Computerized gate access, 24-hour camera surveillance, and on-site staffing. Simply self-storage. Visit them today at simplyss.com. Find out how to get rest of month free. Simply Self Storage. You definitely chose the right place. Forty years ago, owner Gene Dubois and his friends sat on his granny's front porch step and discussed cars. Matchbox cars.
0: This one? No, not that one. Look under here.
5: That's damaged. This one instead. Cool. No one else would have seen that. Yeah, this one is perfect.
1: And 40 years later, they're still discussing cars. Only now, the cars have grown a little. This one? No, not that one. Look under here. That's damaged. See? This one instead. Cool. No one else would have seen that. And this one? Yeah, that one's perfect. How about this one? Fact is, anyone can sell cars, but to sell quality, inspected cars, you have to know what a quality, dependable car looks like. And when you've got Gene and his team and all that experience, you can't help but win. Star Auto and Truck Sales not only sells you the car, you also get friendly customer service and no hassle shopping. And because these are hand-picked quality, mechanically fit cars and trucks, just like on Granny's porch 40 years ago, you get honest value. Something hard to find in today's world. Star Auto and Truck Sales at StarAutoAndTruck.com.
2: And we're back to Minneapolis91.com.
3: So you have more of the paramedic story for us. We are back with Gabe Noah, first of all, um, and Tevin Pittman with con- Profession Confession. So that can, has to
2: be the yeah.
4: crappiest job a human being can have. This is how bad that job is. It's terrible. There's not even uh, paramedic porn. Think of like there's like cops, firemen, even pizza guys get porn.
3: I wish we could just, like, have a picture of my face in a paramedic porn. Like, well, there's just... no
4: one who, like, comes in when they Ugh. go, oh, like, the paramedic is here. And then, D-d-d-d. like, You're they right. don't even get to have that at all. Yeah, Why? There's, there's nothing... firemen calendars. Yeah. The they
2: are they are the first one on the scene of everything bad that can happen.
4: Absolutely. Like, so it's just a nightmare. The one that we had, a guy, he, it was for a 12-year-old boy's death. And the parents got there before the cops did. So he had to break it to the parents and escort them into the... Into oh the, I mean, just like beyond, you know, like yeah. you should never have to do that, and oh, the no, yeah. paramedics have uh. a tough uh. job. yeah, it, it and takes they don't a, even get laid for it. It
2: takes a special breed of person to do that job, yeah.
4: yeah.
3: That I mean, that part of it, the the human sadness, like I cannot Im- imagine, like just as a parent, like I cannot fathom. Like, I would be broken forever. You know, like, yeah. I just, there's there's no, I just, I can't imagine. No, like on the other seen. hand, they
2: probably save more lives than anybody else in the medical profession.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, they are, that's what I'm saying. They're the unsung hero, and they don't even get laid for it. It's they always don't, they men don't even, in they don't uniform even get, get laid. They don't even not get paid that, for it. Right. <laughs> Their pay is not, not that laid. good. <laughs> right.
3: So we do have some 911 calls to listen to as well, and one of them you said tonight was uh Paramedic, right? Uh, I was paramedic given somebody giving
2: somebody CPR after they've been shot. Yes.
3: All right. Do we have?
2: I, those I don't know which one up? that is. We have three calls, so we, we'll we'll have to go through all three of them. All right. But these are all shootings. All right.
7: Four two five and uh, fourth yeah. precinct sergeant to acknowledge shooting. Three six oh six Emerson Avenue North. Possible multiple victims. 405, copy the call. At uh, 123. For the squads in route to the shooting, we know so far that there are at least two people who have been shot. Two vehicles last seen northbound on Emerson. 431, clear reports on the shoot. Copy, 431. 461, we're arriving. Copy, 461, arriving. 405, can we confirm right away if there's people actually shot there? Four six one, we have one gun in the street. Copy one gun in the street. And uh, we also have this information the victim is also holding a gun, a large black handgun. Two vehicles were seen leaving the scene. One was a white sedan and one was a gold SUV last seen northbound on Emerson. Four oh five will be holding over mids. Copy four oh five, holding over mids. Four two five is right. Copy four two five. And this information just came in that these victims are laying in the front yard of thirty six oh six Emerson. Four six one we're on scene with one. Copy four six one on scene with them. Four two five, this is a confirmed shoot. Two victims. EMS rescue code three.
2: This actually Copy ended up confirmed EMS rescue code three. This actually ended up being four victims in the end.
4: Really? Yeah, four people shot in this gangs, I assume? They, you know, said, who knows? They never yeah. say. But yeah, it's so weird how how uh, calm they are. You know. Well, 100%, okay. 100%. The
3: dispatcher in this one. I don't want to make light of these calls, but what's the teacher's name on South Park?
4: Mr. Garrison, he's okay, kind of like
2: Mr. Garrison. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I mean, it would be weird if they were going like,
2: "Oh my God, there's some people chat right
4: now." You know what's funny?
2: Minneapolis Dispatch is pretty good, but if you listen to Chicago's Dispatch, they like joke around about stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, they literally joke around like they it's,
4: I would love to get a a 911 operator mm-hmm. suicide hotline. Yeah, you, really they, won't, one, they won't
2: do it once they're retired. That's what I, not okay, that's yeah, it. Hey, that's fine. You're out there.
4: They're out there yeah. retired. Just, well, we have a therapist left. on who...
2: Yeah, like the only we, cops we yeah. ever get on just quit. Yes. Just and retired. I
3: want you to get a coroner. That
0: would be...
2: Yes, me Yeah. Good. All right, Maybe. let's go to, Let's go to our work. next call because we're running all the time.
0: And need a third precinct squad that can clear and start up on a shooting. 900 block of East 22nd Street. Uh,
7: oh, got, you uh, got shot. 25 Bloomington. Blackmail. Uh, uh, uh,
0: uh, blackmail.
7: Uh, uh, southbound Bloomington. Uh, towards
0: blackmail. Southbound and I do have rescue and ambulance in route. you can 1424.
7: We need EMS code 3. They're in route. code 3. Exact
0: location? 360, what's the location? Guys, hang on, hang
7: on. 2509 Bloomington. 360 is route. 2509 Bloomington. 8316, clear booking, extended. 8318 and
0: Copy, starting CPR. I also have a report of shots for 3104 East 58th Street. So, sergeant to acknowledge on that.
7: 8304, I copy the shot. Thank you. 340, I'll divert and head to that one. Clear.
0: 340, copy that. Need a card to back.
7: 3104 East 58th Street. 330, I'll divert to that. Copy.
0: 963, save that shoot.
7: I'm blown. Copy. Any direction on the suspect? Last seen southbound. it sounds like uh, this is a Hispanic male. Went southbound from Bloomington here and then went eastbound on possibly 26, wearing like a green jacket and a black face
0: mask. Copy that. Suspect was last seen southbound from Bloomington, then eastbound 22nd, Hispanic male, green jacket. c
7: 6 in there. area. Checking for the suspect. Copy that.
0: Which car was that code for?
7: 8318. Copy that. Three forty any further calls on fifty eighth.
0: Uh this was a Tahoe that was occupied by four, uh fifty eight hundred thirty third Avenue. Copy. And we did have a couple different callers on this. Copy. And the Tahoe was golden color. Uh two blackmail suspects, uh two black males ran into the apartment building at fifty eighth and Boston Terrace.
7: Jeff, I'm a 35th in Bloomington, coming from this other shoot. Copy. 2031, I've seen it, 831. Again, it a Hispanic male, approximately 20 to twenty three years old. He uh, got a backpack with him. wearing a black hat with white, white, white color, something on the front of it. Dark colored top and dark pants with a black backpack. Copy most of that. There was some background noise. Uh, the part about the white writing or something, can you repeat that? Yeah, it's like a half motorcycle mask, possibly a possibly a skull or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got to be re-airing uh, the uh, information regarding the possible suspect: on this Hispanic male, 20 to 23 years of age, backpack, uh, colored top and pants, black backpack, and a mask that looks like a half motorcycle mask with a skull on the front.
2: You know, you're you're allowed to you're allowed to wear a mask in the city of Minneapolis. Really? Yeah, even midsummer. Hmm. Yeah, you're allowed to wear a mask. The law states that you're not allowed to wear it except for health or weather conditions. But you could make anything you want. You could say, it. it's too hot. I want to wear this mask.
4: The episode we have coming up, the guy is in prison in a maximum security facility. And his first day, a naked black guy walked into the shower with a face mask on. <laughs>
3: That is like, terrifying. <laughs>
4: that's what I said. I was like, that's the most ghoulish shit I've ever yes, heard in my life. That no. is terrifying. And it was like five years well, Imagine
2: that, that cop giving that kid CPR. First person on the scene, kid shot. He's giving him CPR. Like, what a crappy job. Oh. You, you can't pay me enough money. Yeah, Absolutely. Couldn't pay me enough money. All you know, we, right. got we, less, got, we got yeah, one less. We got one less. Yeah, this
3: call. is in Northeast, which is, you don't
0: hear yeah, you do. a lot. Well,
2: Northeast, Northeast, really? Yeah. Northeast? It's moving in, trust me.
0: All right. Squad one two one, there's shots outside of pyramid, about four or five of them. Copy squad at the back, one two one at the pyramid, one to four to five shots for in the area. 113. Copy. Copy. Squad one two one, there's a car that's just going on to three ninety four. We're gonna try to follow that. Copy following car three ninety four will also advise
7: you. One two two sense shots.
0: Copy. Squad one two one, we're gonna be lighting up a vehicle that just entered down the highway. 394 off of 5th Street North, it's going to be Minnesota 290, Nora Henry-Robert will do a felony stop. Copy, home, here on a felony stop. 394 off of 5th Street North. 1121 is going to be occupied one time, we did not secure a scene. Copy. 132
7: is what 121.
0: Copy, 132. 121, we're code 4 on the felony stop. 121, code 4 on the felony stop, there's a marine or air traffic at 203. 131, copy, one. had a remark, Rear parking lot. And Pyramid is secure.
7: And we do have a scene directly in front of Pyramid. Uh, can we get car, 21? Copy. And
0: 1103,
7: so the scene is code for this
2: time. Copy. So even just this pulling up, you're pulling over a car that just shot somebody. Oh, you, I know. And you're up to approach to that car with four people in it. And how many guns do they have? And That's a oh, shitty job, absolutely. man. Absolutely.
4: Absolutely.
3: That one was kind of hard for me to listen to. The dispatcher was so fast. I should really so slow down. Yeah, she should make it. Slow. You know
4: what I think they should, they should do? She should
3: make it easier for me to listen to.
4: There's not a lot of phone sex operators anymore, so they should have them do like I dispatch agree. or even suicide hotline. Like, oh yeah, I want you to live, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> one day we're gonna, we're gonna do a Chicago, a we to do a Chicago special. One day we'll do all Chicago 911 calls because the Chicago dispatch, got, they actually literally make fun of things. Like they, <laughs> that's they do. I, I think they hear so much we're of it. We're just numbed to you it. They're yeah, have to. to yeah. It. So they just literally make jokes about it.
4: <laughs> mm. Horrible commentary. You believe on they Chicago. only shot three people? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it. when you run out of bullets?
3: Oh, that's uh, not funny. But funny. Um, okay, so. Gabe Noah, Tevin Pittman, where can we find Profession Confession?
2: Anywhere. You
5: Tevin, on, I think you're the one, We can find it on iTunes, uh, Podbean, ProfessionConfession.com. We're on YouTube. We have best of clips, a lot of like what you guys have heard on this show. Uh, but we've got even bigger, better, juicier, longer clips, shorter clips, something for everybody. Um, where else can we be found? Twitter.
4: What's the uh, the Android ones? There's like Google Play. And what's the one that we just got complained about? The, the well, Android I mean, there's a, yeah,
5: any, essentially anywhere you can find a podcast. It's whatever cool. whatever app you
4: have that you yeah. listen to podcasts, we're on that. Just profession Google Profession fashion. And fashion. Yes. Right.
3: And people should listen because.
4: Because I think we have a great show. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Perfect. great answer for that. I don't know.
3: I think, well, I can answer it for you then. I think um, this is one of the more addictive podcasts that I have listened to recently, you know, and I mentioned this last show, Serial is an obvious one that you get addicted to, you know, making a murder type thing. This would be up there for me. People keep saying that. Yeah. That's really good for us. It's going to
5: make you feel something. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to hate somebody. You're going to love somebody. It's
3: disturbing, shocking, fascinating, and funny. It's never
4: boring. never boring.
3: So, yeah, please check out Profession Confession. Um, I want to thank Gabe Noah and Tevin Pittman again for being here with us twice. Yeah, twice. Really appreciate it. Um, I'd like to have you both back on future shows if you'd be willing to after sitting with us these two times. Of course. It's, um, and it's so hot in here. And for me, Hesley Ray, you can find me at HesleyRay.com, um, TuesdayNightComedyShow.com. Um, I'm still running the VFW Tuesday night, third Tuesday of every month. Can um, I come on the next one? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. We yeah, could have Gabe Noah at, uh, yeah. get 10%. Come on out. It's the Uptown VFW that's 2916 Lindell. Free parking in the rear, not my rear. It's and a really fun show. It's, it's,
4: it's one a of fun. the room. best yeah, shows in town. Not even buttering your balls. That's Thank you.
2: And now, that you Nick, find, uh, him. find me here, Minneapolis91.com, Mayor of Minneapolis.com. And you can find me on the Tom Menard Podcast every single Wednesday. And when I feel like it on Friday. All right.
3: (laughs) We'll see you next week. I'm Hesley Ray, L.A. Nick, Minneapolis911.com.
1: Minneapolis 911 with L.A. Nick and Hesley Ray. Download a new episode every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. on the Tom Bernard Network and Minneapolis911.com. For further information on today's and past shows, go to Minneapolis911.com. Minneapolis 911, post-production provided by Nancy Keene and Zachariah Putney. This show is a Robert W. Morgan production. I'm Casey Moore. Thank you for listening to Minneapolis 911.